Hey, it's Clint Daly, host of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. You know we release a new podcast every single Wednesday, and we bring you our own unique outlook on the world of sports. You know, we try to give you some actual insight and maybe a common sense approach to sports. Whether it's breaking news, some of the biggest games, or even some sports history, check out the Daily Dose Sports Podcast now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. The Daily Dose, your daily dose of sports and sarcasm. Uga 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 chaka 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 Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the powerful nerdcast I am Cory and joined with me as always is Christian Hey people how's it going hello internets we are here and wow the internet has exploded since we've been gone and we're gonna touch on some real relevant subjects uh like the nintendo switch red dead redemption 2 dbz super getting its west release the new logan wolverine trailer guardians of the galaxy volume 2 and porter robinson which has this awesome music video you guys have got to check out so we've got a powerful nerd cast today that is right. Guys, it's not too often that when we make a nerdcast that we're able to uh, actually record on the events that happen of the same day. So I'm really glad that we we're able to do this. And we have so much to talk about. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. The Nintendo Switch. The brand new Nintendo system was just announced this morning, previously known as the NX. This was a very mysterious console. No one knew what it was going to be about. There were a lot of things in the rumor mill. Some things were leaked. Some things were unknown, but I think everyone was pretty surprised at Nintendo's brand new console this morning, and I have to say that the hype is just absolutely real. I myself am just a huge Nintendo fan. They're the one video game company that I've always been infatuated with. I grew up playing all of their games. Even when a brand new Sony or Microsoft system comes out, I tend to shun them in name of Nintendo. Nintendo is really my favorite thing, so I'm really excited for this. Christian, I know that you're more of a casual Nintendo fan, so I kind of want to start with what you thought about this brand new Nintendo console, which is also kind of a hybrid with portable consoles. Well, I would say it's not kind of anything. It's kind of everything, because you actually have a portable system, which is this like iPad-looking screen, which they only showed indoors for the most part, so I would like to see what it looks like outside, if it's bright enough to actually like keep out with, like, can you stand on the street and look at it, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's kind of hard to do that with a lot of screens, so that the, the portability of it seems interesting to me, but at the same time, like, I really want to see how well and how, like, seamless it feels, like, connecting and disconnecting parts of the system, because... There has never, in my mind, been a product that you have to pull apart and build like that, um, you, you know, when you get somewhere to use it. And so I'm kind of interested in that and how that actually works. Yeah, there's a big durability factor with this thing because you have to realize the uh, thing about this console that's interesting. It is a typical console. You can play a normal controller, but they have these separate controllers, which you can actually remove. And Nintendo's actually put out a press release. These uh, ones that you can remove are known as the Joy-Con controllers there's a joy con left and a joy con right they each have their very own analog sticks their very own buttons one of them even has a little mini d-pad there's also a little reader which you can use for your amiibo they have 
haven't announced if Amiibo is going to work for it, but there's no way that they're going to get rid of that product. It's been so successful for Nintendo. But yeah, you bring up a good point because you're constantly going to be removing these controllers from uh, these different units. One from this controller, then to the actual system, then to the actual like screen. I you're going to be clicking left and right, I, and hopefully it won't just break. Well, it's not that it's going to break, but like think about the metal connections. Like mm -hmm. They're going to just wear out. Like Your phone doesn't charge as well as it used to the longer you own it because like the connectors don't work as well you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like if you have to take this thing apart all the time uh, what is it it's good for like a thousand clicks and then you know they don't know if it's going to last past that yeah so that's a big uh, a big factor for me does that you know in interchangeability actually work in a real life setting because mm -hmm. it looks cool it's a great proof proof of concept and i'm sure nintendo is pouring a ton of money in because this is where they want to go it seems like this is it they're like, let's be a hybrid system company now. Yeah, and they're really doing a great job of sort of distancing themselves from, like, the Wii and the Wii U. None of that is associated with this console at all. They're starting with something kind of new and fresh. And as far as, like, the overall look of the console goes, I love it. It's got this, like, really great matte finish to it. Uh, it just looks really slick and almost as if they're trying to say, look, this system is really for everyone. You know, before, you have to admit, Nintendo catered more towards a younger audience. This one is sort of in the middle, I feel. Like, they're, they're starting to finally, uh, you know, aim... They're growing up with their audience. Exactly, which is what they should have been doing from the beginning. And uh, I think that was a perfect proof of that with this uh, Nintendo Switch uh, preview, which, you know, the trailer itself was only maybe about three, three and a half minutes long, but they actually managed to shove a lot of info into that trailer. And I'm so glad that it wasn't just watching a bunch of Japanese suits sitting in a room... Uh, having a translator talk over them, talking about what the system is. I'm glad that they showed what the system is and what it can do, and they even showed a couple of games, which was really unexpected for me. I thought they weren't going to show anything, maybe a little bit of Zelda, which that's what they opened up with, but, I mean, they showed a brand-new 3D Mario game, which had me flipping the hell out when I saw that for the first time. They have a brand-new Mario Kart game, which seems to be an expansion of Mario Kart 8. Splatoon, of course, is going to be returning with a sequel or some sort of update to the original game. I think that's a smart move. Splatoon was really successful on the Wii U, despite the fact that the Wii U itself was not exactly the best-selling system. Yeah, Splatoon never... Look, Corey, on this subject, man, I can just tell you're just way more of a fan than I am. Like, I almost don't have as much to add on the Nintendo Switch as you do. Because you, you've been experiencing the Wii U. You have the 3DS. Mm -hmm. You play Pokemon constantly every weekend. You know, like, you're using this gear a lot more than I am. Yeah. And, uh, so I almost feel like uh, you're the informed uh, guy on this this topic. Because me and Nintendo just don't go that far back. Yeah. Past Super I, I do know that you are a Nintendo fan, though, like, inherently. Because you grew up playing the systems. And every single Hell yeah. time... I put my hours in, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you're definitely a competent Smash player. You can play the hell out of some Mario Kart. Yeah. And uh, I know for sure that you're kind of a fan, at least, because there have been multiple times uh, when the Wii came out, when the Wii U came out, that you even considered getting a system. Dude, well, here's the thing. I do not have system loyalty. I have mm -hmm. title and, uh, like, royalty rights loyalty. So, like, when the GTA games come out, I don't care. If I don't own that system, I'm buying that system to play GTA. Like, I have loyalty to that, like, mm -hmm. that world. Uh, and we'll get to that when we get to Red Dead Redemption, because to me, those are as good as GTA games. And so I have, like, property loyalties. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, when Smash came out, 
I almost really considered buying a system just because I love playing Smash Brothers. Yeah. It might be good that you held off on getting that system, though, because the Nintendo Switch trailer let us know that there are going to be new games on the system, but there's a good chance that we're going to see some straight-up just updates of a lot of classics. Like I already mentioned Mario Kart and Splatoon. Uh, it looks like they're also going to be taking the brand-new HD remastered uh, like Skyrim game, which is going to be appearing on PS4 and Xbox One, and they're going to be putting that on the system as well. Um, but Skyrim on a handheld system. I'm excited to see what that looks like. That's pretty crazy. There, I mean, and what I loved about the trailers, they showed all the different like ways you can use this as a portable system. Like, there's a guy who just has to walk his dog and take him out in the morning. He walks out to a park with his system. There's a guy who's getting on an airplane. And he can actually take the system, prop it up with this little kickstand on the back, remove the controllers, and use it while he's uh, it's sitting on that little flip table that you use when you're on a plane. Yeah, no, it looked great. And it looks like a great way to bring your entertainment with you. Mm-hmm. Now, the, co- the concept isn't entirely new either. I mean... It's called uh, a cell phone, Corey. Exactly. It's a <laughs> cell phone. Um, even the, the PlayStation uh, Vita, which not the most popular system by a long shot, uh, sort of like began that way where they're like, you can play your PlayStation uh, 4 games on the go, but it never really materialized into anything. I think this is kind of the full realization of it. And in many ways, the Wii U was kind of like a test bed for what this system could actually be. It is worth mentioning that when you actually use like the, uh, the screen and the tablet with the joy con controllers, it's significantly smaller and thinner than the actual Wii U gamepad, which is so fucking big. You could club a Buffalo to death with it. Like it's insane. I remember holding it the first time and being like, this is too heavy. It hurts my wrists. Mm-hmm. And, and it, while it's, it, it's not a super uncomfortable controller, but it's one of those controllers is like, I like it, but it's going to force me to buy that other controller Nintendo made, which is more traditional. The classic, yeah, which yeah. they're also releasing for. Uh, it looks like an well. Xbox controller. Yeah, exactly. It's it, there's no doubt that it was completely ripped off from that, um, especially in the design of the analog sticks. Now there's one at the top and one at the bottom on the right side, which is the way I think it needs to be. It just feels better when you're playing like first person games or like a. Shooter. Hell yeah, you play in Halo and any other setup than that, and it sucks. Exactly. It really does. Well, you know, I love Nintendo. I just, we have so many other things to talk about. I want to keep it moving. Exactly. Well, let, let me just say one final thing. Um, this is just the beginning of the Nintendo Switch. There could be a lot of changes in the future, but they only have about five and a half months until they actually reach when they want to release the system, which is in March. So they have a lot of work to do, not just in the marketing, but in some of the things they're going to have to change on the system. I guarantee once we get the final version, it's going to look a little different. It's it's not going to be exactly the same. They're going to take what I think a lot of people are reacting to and kind of make some uh, change-ups. Like, there's one kickstand, kickstand on the back. I think there needs to be two. Because that thing is just going to topple over whenever you take it to places. Um, I I think they're going to have to make some changes to the controllers. Maybe even make them just a little bit bigger. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the games this time. Nintendo is going to have to freaking deliver on that front. And it looks like they're going to have a lot of third-party support. I'd recommend uh, checking out Kotaku, or even better, checking out the videos at Game Explain. They do the best freaking video game discussions. And uh, they revealed a lot of the companies that are going to be involved with the Nintendo Switch. And my god, some of them are big, and some of them are surprising. Like, take two. They are working on the new Red Dead game. That might be a subtle hint to the fact that we might actually see that game on the system. It might happen. Even Square Enix is going to be involved. That means the remake of Final Fantasy VII could finally be appearing on a Nintendo system. Cloud appearing in Smash could have been our very first clue to that. So... The hype is real. I'm so freaking excited. I'm glad there's no more stupid motion controls and we can get back to what's really important about Nintendo games, which is just fun gaming in general. So there it is, Nintendo Switch. Woo! So 
I would like to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Damn right. Speaking of trailers coming out today, that should be the fucking title of this episode. There's a trailer that came out today. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus. I, I know. Lo- Logan, Nintendo, Red Dead Redemption, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Guardians, was that today as well? It was actually, I think it was yesterday. Well, we're going to say it's for today, so it sounds better. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Corey, have you played Red Dead Redemption 1? Hell yeah. You know I've you know we've played the shit out of that game. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm not sure who got it first when that when that game came out. I remember you came over to my house and we didn't play the main story, but we just kind of dicked around a little bit just playing with the aiming system for a long time. Absolutely. The uh dead eye system, I think is what it was called. Yeah, God, would, that was so great. It would make you like kind of ungodly powerful. But anyway, Red Dead Redemption is a game where you go back to the West, you know, when we were like uh I don't know, settling the West, you know, running into Indians. Yeah, late eighteen hundreds, uh post Civil War. Absolutely. And it's it was just a crazy time back then. And uh they pretty much made a GTA game, and by them I mean Rockstar the actual makers of GTA went back and made a real world sandbox game in the late 1800s where you just run around the wild west and shoot animals and people and play a little bit of a story. <laughs> How would you describe it, Corey? No, that's pretty much it. It's basically just an open world uh third person action game set in the wild west. Yeah, and it was great and they just released the uh trailer for uh the second one and can the you actually bring that up on the big screen yeah, I can so bring we can that take up. a look at it as we're cuz it's a really short trailer and it's it's a teaser in every sense. I mean, uh, we're not really looking at any gameplay or anything, but it was really impressive, just the overall scope. I think there's some gameplay in there. Uh, there. There might be. It might be subtly hinted just because you know how they do gameplay trailers, but the uh, the actual look, uh, can you turn that down just a tad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the environments look fucking gorgeous. The lighting looks great. Just yeah, the, the sure for- does. Like that shot of the forest right here looks real. And there's an animal killing another animal right there, so it just mm-hmm. sets the tone. Beautiful but deadly. Mm-hmm. You know? It seems like the uh, the environment for the second game is going to be more expansive uh, than the last one. Just the sky. Did you see that night shot? Yeah. Like how cool that looked. The water effects look amazing. The that buffalo. Buff- that might be my favorite shot is the buffalo shot. Dude, the buffaloes are going to be crazy because you're going to be like, you shoot one of them and then they all charge you and kill you or something. <laughs> it's going to be intense, man. This seems like it might take place a little bit after uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, they haven't really given any s- details about the story. Like, do you think this is actually going to involve the son of John Marston, like from the first game? Here's the thing: I don't feel like it has to, man. Just mm-hmm. because GTA games are all in, they've they've hinted that they're all connected. Yeah. Uh, or they, I guess they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't think they have to have the same main character. That's one thing fucking Rockstar does really well. And that's make characters. So yeah. I trust them to start something new if they want to. Mm-hmm. Let me just put that out there. But if it is the son of Jonah Marston, uh, I'm cool with that. You know, whatever. Yeah, that doesn't, definitely. That doesn't bother me at all either. Uh, I just, uh, man, I can't wait to play that. What new features do you think they're going to add to the game? I mean, obviously, we can probably guess that most of the ones from the last game are going to be here. The the, the Dead Eye system is probably going to return. But what type of feature would you want to see in a, a brand new open world? I want to see more side quests because I just felt like you were in this rich world that didn't have enough to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I just want to see more side quests. And, of course, the main quest is going to be amazing. Uh, they don't write bad stories over there, mm-hmm. but I just feel like the uh, man, the uh, like you said, some of the lighting in these shots is great. Yeah, I'm just looking over the trailer again. It looks a lot more dense, like uh, just the amount of things that are actually in the environments. Like I don't know, it feels more alive. Absolutely. Um, that's not to say that the first Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption wasn't like that. It was atmospheric as fuck, but like 
I don't know, just like that shot with the buffalo or that shot where they go into town and you get to see just the town folks and just the way like the overall like stores and shops look like. Yeah. It just it looks more lived in, more real. Yeah, well, the graphics are definitely better too. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're getting a it, the last Red Dead came out on PS3, right? Yeah. So and uh so I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see what's up with that, but I think this game's going to look beautiful with yeah. the PS4 power. So And yeah, I'm okay with it if it's going to have like a brand new character if it doesn't follow the Marston storyline from the last one. A lot of people need to realize too, Red Dead Redemption was a sequel to Red Dead Revolver. Um, which was a Western game which came out, I believe, on the original Xbox and PS2. And it was okay at best. I think that was basically Rockstar just kind of trying out something new. And they knew they had something special, and that's why they uh, built upon it with Red Dead Redemption. And uh, hopefully the second one is going to do just that. You know, since it's on PS4, uh, Xbox One, and presumably going to be appearing on the brand new versions of their systems, it's going to look nice as hell. It's going to run really, really smooth. But like you, yeah, I want some... I want some more side quests. I want more to do. I want more customization. If we don't have a character's story that we follow, even though we probably will, I'd like to be able to create your own character. Or they could give us the best of both worlds. They could uh, do what they did with GTA V, where you have your main storyline, and then you have your online component, where you can create your very own cowboy. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, maybe they just give you that sort of ability. Because Rockstar sort of got away from that after one of the last GTAs. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it? Uh, It wasn't Vice City. It was, what was the one where you could dress your guy and stuff? I'm trying. Uh, The first one where you could get buffing and stuff. Uh, Was that San Andreas? Yeah, San Andreas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they just, uh, I don't know. They sort of said that customizing your character in GTA sort of messes with the storyline. So they don't really like doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, cosmetically speaking. I mean, like in GTA V... You could give them different haircuts and clothes and, you know, like... That stuck around. You can still do that to the characters. I mean, like, when I was playing GTA V, I would always put Trevor in, like, a scary Jason mask or something. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, 90% of the time. I'd always give Franklin a beard with a bald head. A beard with a bald head? Yeah. Just a huge, like, gigantic beard. Make his ass look like he's in Al-Qaeda? Basically, yeah. Just... Oh, that's funny. Make him look like a freaking hard ass, almost always wearing a wife beater. Um... But yeah, I'm just, you know, you're just looking at some footage of Red Dead Redemption. That game still looks good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And I mean, that's PS3 right there. Like, that's that's saying a lot. So, the new trailer, I'd say in terms of, like, the graphics, it's definitely that lighting engine, man. Whatever it is they're doing, it's great. And it's also kind of a nice little subtle preview to, like, what they're going to be doing, potentially with a brand new GTA as well. Yeah, I think the uh, the, the new uh, GTA is going to be effing epic i don't Mm -hmm. even know anything about it i'm sure they haven't even released anything but uh it would be awesome in the uh the first game did you have could you dual wield guns i think so yeah in the first one like dual wielding pistols are you talking about from the the one that looked like from above like that old gta games or no no i'm talking about uh red dead redemption oh could you dual wield in red dead redemption yeah like two like two revolvers at once don't know i don't think so though (sighs) I think that would be pretty awesome so you can go like pow 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 yeah. like fucking real gunslinging and stuff yeah that's the other thing this game looks a little like farther along in time like the railroads around mm-hmm. uh the guns look slightly more advanced so i'm sort of excited to see if it's like maybe 50 years you know it's the early 1900s you know i mean it's, i think it's getting close to that like you know the the old west sort of evaporated by the early 1900s we might be seeing like the very tail end of that like this is Basically, the story could revolve around the fact that this is the the war for the end of the West. So the West was really like a thing that only lasted like 50 or 75 years. 
uh, I mean, give or take, yes, it was just it was just a very unique time period in American history, and that's why it gets so much love and uh, like whimsy told about it. You know, mm, I mean, you know, I think our parents kind of grew up kind of in the same generation. I know my dad uh, is just obsessed with westerns. For some reason, I thought the 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 West like that lifestyle went on for like 150 years or 200 years in my head. <laughs> you no, know, I might be wrong about that. I'm not a I'm not a historian or anything. I'm not either, but mm-hmm. you know. If you think of the town with the railroad next to it and stuff like that, shit couldn't now, have lasted that long. There was a railroad though in Red Dead Redemption. No, no, no. Uh, of course, I'm just saying it looks more advanced. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, a few years have passed, twenty years or something. Yeah. You got, uh, you know, it was mostly the way the people were dressing. I saw the uh, bowler caps, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. looking stuff, and uh, just looked like a little more modern dress. And like as I said, well. when you saw like the town and everything with the dogs and the people and everything, it just it, it seemed like society has been starting to build upon itself. Like these small little western towns are starting to turn into cities yeah but you think about it like though the uh the railroads and stuff next to a little town that didn't last forever so the concept of that only lasting like 50 years Mm -hmm. you know isn't that crazy but again we don't know history we're just talking shit Mm -hmm. so (laughs) just letting you guys know so dragon ball super dragon ball super oh i wanted to ask you one more question about red dead okay take me Uh, before we move on to dragon ball super um what do you think is the potential of this game actually appearing on nintendo switch i think it would be good for nintendo switch that's it they need they need some rockstar support there's only been, I think, one Grand Theft Whose Auto fault game. is that? Okay, I think it's Nintendo's fault for trying to be so exclusive for so long they mm-hmm. fucked up. So I mean, they had one Grand Theft Auto game, I believe, on their system, which was on the fucking DS years ago. And it was one of those classic top-down view Grand Theft Auto games. Couldn't you play that in a handheld? Was it the Vita that you could play it? In the- they, they, uh, they did an updated version, I believe. It was either on PSP or Vita. I want to say PSP. Yeah, that's pretty far and back. They, they basically made it a, a much better version of that game. I think it was called Chinatown Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole subplot in a South Park episode where Cartman was obsessed with getting it, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that would be big if Nintendo was able to get Red Dead Redemption on their system. Um, it would also open up the possibility for GTA on the system, which would be great because it's it's a pipe dream, and it's like one of those things that could potentially never happen. Uh, but look, like, look, look at this. Nintendo just did a keynote with Apple, and they're sitting there with the CEO of, of Nintendo and the CEO of uh, Apple are sitting there, and they announced Mario Go or whatever it is. Yeah. So that already shows you that Nintendo is uh, opening up, if you yeah. will, because they have made statements saying we will never be on a mobile platform. Mm-hmm. And then now they're like, fuck, OK, <laughs> we're going to do this. Yeah. So I, I know that's not a true Mario game in the mm-hmm. sense of it as a, the depth of it, yeah. but it shows you they're like, one, they want to cash in on that that cell phone money because mm-hmm. that's out there yeah. and they're leaving a lot on the table, not going after it. Mm-hmm. considering all they had to do was just dump Mario on an iPhone and they're probably making killer money. Yeah. And, and that's my point too. Like if they did red dead redemption, one of the coolest things about the first game was that they did a lot of these like DLCs and extra packs stuff involving zombies and Sasquatch. Imagine like the next grand theft auto game and you can go into a store and you can buy a Mario outfit or a Luigi outfit. Instead of getting a gun, you can actually get a super scope for your bazooka, uh, your bazooka. Just imagine the collaboration gun from Splatoon. Exactly. Like they could have so much fun with that. Despite the fact that Nintendo themselves tends to not associate with like violence, s- violence or super M rated material. But I just think that would be so much fun. But they and can't there are people nerf out it. there who would buy the shit out of that. They can't nerf it though. 
if no, the, they can't. It they either do be, it or they don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. It needs to be like the full-on M-rated package with a lot of cool Nintendo stuff added to it to give people incentive to want to pick up that version of the game. And I guarantee you, if they released Grand Theft Auto 6 on the system with a ton of Nintendo shit added to it just as like a special side stuff, like costumes and weapons, people would buy that game. People would buy the system for that game. Absolutely. And the fact that they could take it with them wherever they wanted to... Just the possibilities, man. Also, the dock and everything, the way it... I didn't see it was actually connected to the TV. Personally, I think it wasn't for, like, visual reasons. Because I saw two HDMI ports on the side of the base. Yeah, we don't really get to see, like, how it actually hooks up to a TV or anything. I think that it's supposed to hook up yeah. right there. Yeah, but there's, like, there's the dock that. that you put the screen in, and then you have a regular controller with the two Joy-Cons, and then you can remove those and attach them to the screen. I think that name is maybe borderline stupid. Joy-Cons? Yeah. Yeah, they're not that great. Just call them... <laughs> Uh, Just call them fucking Switch controller. controllers. Yeah, Switch controllers. You know, s- switch uh, or like, you know. Switch sticks. Switch nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, thought we were like burying. nunchuck controllers from uh, Switch from chucks. Yeah. How much Switch chucks would a Switch chuck shit chick? I can't say it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, Let's Logan. Tra- fuck Dragon Ball Z. We'll keep it moving. No, no, no. We got to okay. at least mention this. Okay. Dragon Ball Z is coming to the West. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm excited about this. You know, you know how long to, we've to had me, to wait to, to get, me, like, an official announcement that okay. Dragon Ball is going to get any representation in the West? Of course it is, Corey. It, the movie came out here. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. This, this is a good thing, though. This means no more shitty fan dubs. All I'm saying is I'm not surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised either. It was only a matter of time. You know what I like? Hmm. This means better torrents with better because if someone's just going to rip that off. E- even better, if you want to go fully <laughs> legit, you can just go to Crunchyroll. Starting this Sunday, they're going Sunday, to start. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> they're going to start airing Dragon Ball Super, and instead of just playing from Simulcast. the beginning, they're going to really start immediately. Uh, from they're going to offer all the episodes up to where we are now, the future trunk stuff and everything, and then they're going to start catching up and airing all of the episodes as they air in Japan for people who want like the real legit thing. That's awesome. How, much is, worth, how hmm. much is Crunchyroll? Uh, I think it's a uh, nine ninety nine. Um, I might be wrong. It might be even cheaper than that. The thing about Crunchyroll that's cool though, is that a lot of their shows are free, especially a lot of their uh, simulcasts. Like you can watch all that stuff for free. Uh, no problem. Like that's where I watch one piece every single week is on Crunchyroll. Yes, you do have to seven dollars a, a month. <laughs> that's even cheaper, man. That's cheaper than Netflix. It is. And I mean, it's just you got an HDMI cable. Boom. Hook that thing up to your TV. You got every anime you could possibly want from the season. Uh, there's that video I was telling you about. There's that video, man. Yeah, they even have it on Crunch. I think it, uh, they might have had something to, to actually do with that. I actually have it open there already loaded up. If you want to view where that when it? you have an opportunity. Not hearing about the music, though, I think kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, um, Bubblegum Princess. Yeah. But uh, let's get back <laughs> on track here. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Um, yes, it is officially coming to the West, and you can check it out on Crunchyroll, on Daisuke, on a few other websites. It's going to be going live this week. And this is just the subtitle version. They've made no formal announcements about a dub. Funimation it's hasn't coming. said anything. Why is it's everyone, coming. It's coming. I'm just here's why I'm like not excited about this because <laughs> I was just like no shit this was coming you know to me um, how could they not follow through and cash in on the American markets you mm-hmm. know like they have to because they're gonna people are watching it either they're either gonna pay for Crunchyroll 
or, or they're gonna they're gonna find illegal fan subs. Yeah. So Crunchyroll is like, well, everyone's gonna do it. Give you know how much do you think? What do they get? Like twenty, thirty percent of the market of people who are watching go to them, and that's you know that's a fuck ton if you think about it. It is. If they're all and paying, people are gonna come in flocks for that shit. And yeah. Just if anything, this just gives me hope that I know that someday my Dragon Ball collection is gonna be complete. I'll be able to get them on DVD and Blu-ray. And uh, put them next to my other Dragon Ball sets. Because I'm loving Dragon Ball Super. I don't think it's perfect. No anime is. But I am really enjoying it. Especially right now with this arc, which is just nuts. Which, I know last week we talked about the brand new form of Trunks. And I was hoping that this week we would have like an answer so that we could talk about it. They didn't give us jack shit. He's just like, go through the portal, hurry! Yeah, let's escape for the fucking second time! Let's... How many more times can we do this until it's boring? They didn't give Goku a fucking sensu bean. Can you believe that? They even made a point to bring them. Yeah, I know. Like, what the hell, man? Remember, you guys had a whole sack of that shit. Why wasn't everyone popping one, like, fucking steroids? Yeah. Every time they got punched, they ate another one. And at this point in the series, freaking Corrin and Yajirobe should be growing those shit all the time. They should have, like... Instead, all they do is get stoned and, and play freaking board games. They <laughs> they should have a grow house there, like the marijuana thing going on in California of sensu beans. Yeah, You know, there exactly. should be a greenhouse there full of these things. Corrin's Tower is just an extension of Colorado, people. <laughs> but i will say it's exciting dragon ball z is coming in english for the english markets uh and wh- when they said they were launching it uh i believe it's going to be this week on Ooh. sunday they're going to go ahead and start which is huge they made the announcement and it's happening immediately powerful well you know they had to just make it work and i guess they were maybe also waiting for more of the um series to come out oh and, yeah that, now, that's definitely a possibility I, I mean i i still think it would have been smart if they'd have found a way to do this from the beginning, especially because that's not stopped them from doing simulcasts for thousands of other shows. So, Absolutely not. I don't know. It was just, it was shocking when Dragon Ball Super came out and it was like, why isn't there English versions of this? The only versions I see are either raw or have Spanish subs. Hola. Yeah, exactly. Kamehameha. El Kamehameha. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. I don't think they, I don't think they say El Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, the uh, DBZ thing is interesting. I just want this next arc to get going on so we can get to the uh, uh, Galaxy Tournament. Yeah, we need to get to that tourney. We'll see. Eventually. Yeah. So. I don't know, Corey, if you like Wolverine, but I think he's the best superhero ever, and I hope he gets movies forever. How do you feel about that? I don't know if you're serious or not. I don't <laughs> think you are. No, I'm not. Um, I like Wolverine. He's... I mean, it, it's hard not to like that character because we grew up in the 80s and 90s, and we were so heavily exposed to him. So there's a lot of nostalgic factor for that character. He's kind of like the badass, like, bad boy Superman. Yeah. You know? Like but he... it looks like uh, Wolverine's going to be taking the uh, Rocky Balboa and Rambo route by releasing uh, the next big film in his series, which is simply just going to be called Logan. You think he's going to like train in the woods and like run up mountains and shit like in Rocky five. It, it might, it, as long as it's set to hearts on fire. I'm, I'm pretty fucking oh, pumped up. Of course you would know the 80s song where that, that was playing in the background. Hearts on fire, strong desire. Oh. training montage uh logan has a daughter it's obviously his daughter which just gets two claws Uh, i think it's just i think she has two claws on her hands and on her feet she get claws in the feet yeah she gets claws in the feet x23 that's where the extra claws went yeah i honestly don't know much about x23 the the first time i was exposed to her character was when i played uh, marvel vs. capcom 3 
and they included her as a character, but that that's about it. Currently, I know that in the comics that are being released by Marvel right now, there is a Wolverine comic, and she actually has the title of Wolverine and even uses a variation of his old costume. Oh, well, that's cool. So yeah. the point is, there's the good guys. You get Wolverine, his uh, daughter, which might be a clone, who mm-hmm. knows? Uh, that's how it is in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have Professor X, who's very old. They're all playing the old man dying in the, the desert. I don't know what to get from this trailer this is in like, a lot of ways. It's, it's the equivalent of Metal Gear Solid 4 with, like, Old Snake. Yeah, it's, like, exactly like Metal Gear Solid 4, but mm-hmm. with uh, Wolverine. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't know how I feel about <laughs> but that. But it, it looks so just different from the other X-Men movies. And I think that's a big accomplishment considering that they've all sort of had, like, their own flavor. I mean, you know, X-Men Apocalypse, Deadpool, and this movie. All three movies set within the X-Men universe, all completely different tones. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, these movies uh, pull the universe apart in certain ways. But yeah. I think you also have to remember these Wolverine stories are borderline getting rebooted every time in the sense that, like, they just get to go to a new timeline mm-hmm. and insert this Wolverine story. Yeah. So because these are not all happening in the same universe at this point. Yeah. You know? I do think it's a little strange that in this movie, Wolverine is an old man. Like, and we, it's been established that he ages a lot slower uh, than regular people. We could assume that in the previous iteration... Yeah, he, he was, was in the Civil War. Yeah, like, he, he might have been a little over halfway through his lifespan during that time period, and now he's, like, super old, but Professor X is still alive? Like, isn't that a little strange? Maybe I'm overthinking this too much. Because, I mean, Professor X was a pretty old guy in those movies. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair. And somehow he's been able to continue to live on this long to the point where apparently mutants are all just gone and dead. That like that's one of the big like plot points of this brand new Logan movie is all the mutants are gone, but not really. You know, they're all still hanging out and having fun. They got robot arm dude right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know who the hell that was. Robot arm dude. There was the uh, the guy with the bandana and the sunglasses. I know he's a character from the comics, but his name just completely escapes me at the moment. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I've seen the trailer about three times now and I still don't know like really how I feel about it. I mean, I like Wolverine, but I'm also disappointed by the fact that since we have this old man version of Wolverine, I'm like, we're never going to see Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume, are we? No. It's just, why did they refuse to put Wolverine in his costume? I just... I don't know. That'd be like making a bunch of Spider-Man movies, but instead of Spider-Man, you see Tobey Maguire swinging around on some rope. Yeah, but Spider-Man is his costume. It's a little different. Yeah, it is. But I mean, damn, man! I've just I've always wanted to see, you know, whether it be the, the you know the classic yellow or even like the uh, the brown and orange variant. Like, I just really want to see that costume, and it's probably never going to happen with Hugh Jackman. You know, I imagine once all this stuff is done, we're going to see, like, a massive reboot from the X-Men. My theory is it's all going to happen after the Avengers Infinity War stuff, when they start the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're gonna oh, they're a- just going to reboot the whole thing again with new people? Exactly. They're, they're going to make a big announcement. They're like, all right, we're moving on ahead with the next phase of Marvel movies, and here's our big announcement. We're teaming up with Fox, and we are going to acquire the X-Men license. We're going to completely reboot it, and we're going to integrate it into our continuity. Oh, don't you think everyone's going to retire, though? Like, Tony, like, uh, not Tony Stark. I fucking, who's that actor? Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey. It's possible. He's got to retire soon. I don't yeah. think he's got many more in him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to finish Affinity War, and he's out. And then his it's black possible. daughter could, is going to take over. They could do something really bold by uh, his black daughter's gonna replacing take over. the actor. Black daughter? Current mm-hmm. comic books? I'm just uh, joking. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, actually. Don't you know uh, uh, Iron Man is currently being played by a young black girl in the comics that's super smart really i thought that was actually misty knight nope 
is from it Luke Cage? Is it Misty Light? It might be. I don't I, think you're right. I remember reading an article like maybe a month ago on IGN. They were talking about uh, the uh, brand new version maybe of right. Iron Man is a woman. And uh, it might have been, you know, because that's where she got her mechanical arm from. Well, from considering maybe the art style of the thing I looked at made her look younger, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so maybe that was I it. mean, we also have to realize this is American comics. Like, these characters never age, like, at all. <laughs> and they're constantly rebooted all the damn time, even within the context of the actual comics. Oh, yeah, that's Misty Knight, man. Oh, dude, I got that confused. My bad. Woo, that's Misty Knight, the invincible Iron Woman? I think I think her name is going to be Ironheart, is what it is. Um, which yes, that does sound way too much like a freaking Care Bear, but I mean that that's that's what it is. Um, you know, Iron Woman, I just don't think works that well. And I, I'm a firm believer that if someone's going to take the mantle of something, they need to switch it around and make it a little different. I don't know. I'm just I don't I don't want her to be Iron Man, but I'm okay with her being Ironheart. Yeah, yeah, it's like War Machine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, War Machine is completely different. I mean, still similar in many senses. But, uh, yeah, Misty Knight, I'm pretty sure, is going to be the brand new Ironheart. What the hell do you do with all that hair when you put that helmet on? That I don't know. That is some freaking, <laughs> that is some real Tony Stark magic right there. Uh, um, CG magic. But yeah, you, you look, you're looking at that image right there. A lot of those characters are completely rebooted and slightly like that Spider-Man up in the top right. Yeah. That's not Peter Parker. That's Miles Morales. That's Who's a, that? Uh, he's an alternate version of uh, Spider-Man um, who's been kind of controversial for, for some people. I don't have a problem with him. I just wish he wasn't like just called Spider-Man. I wish he was his own thing because um, he has a lot of the same powers. That Incredible Hulk that you saw in that picture. Oh, yeah, there's another one. Um, that's uh, Falcon, who's actually the new Captain America right there. There's a female Thor for some reason or other. Um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. And in that last picture you saw with the Hulk, uh, yeah. who was hanging around with Misty Knight and all those other characters, uh, that's actually not Bruce Banner. That is the character whose name is Amadeus Cho, um, who has now taken on the powers of the Hulk, which, again, I think that's kind of stupid that his powers can just sort of be transferred to someone else. Um, I don't know. I just, I'd rather... Who's the know, guy in the purple mask that looks like Cobra Commander? I have no idea, actually. Oh, okay. I see Squirrel Girl. I see the How wasp. can you miss Squirrel Girl? Is that Squirrel Girl? Uh, no, over the, the one that looks like a squirrel. Oh, that one. <laughs> it looks like a bad Halloween costume. It is. Squirrel Girl's always been kind of a joke, but people love her. You know, I mean, unless, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Squirrel Girl eventually. I never thought we'd see Rocket Raccoon. Mm. Well, that's true, but now that works. Now that's some of some, everyone's favorite character along Everybody with Groot. loves Rocket Raccoon, and let, let's go ahead and segue into that. Obviously, we can agree. The Logan trailer was good. It was atmospheric. It had the Johnny Cash song, which was a, a remix of the Nine Inch Nails song, and it really gave this like super heavy feeling to this, which makes it a unique uh, X-Men movie. I, I just I, I can't judge until I see it. It's another one of those situations. Um, but we also got a brand new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Not so much a trailer. They're calling it a sneak peek. Um, and again, you don't really see anything aside from just the characters again. You get to hear the song uh, Hooked on a Feeling again, which I'm guessing is just the official theme of the Guardians at this point. Yeah. They loved using it in the first movie. It worked a lot then. It's going to work a lot now. Um, but the new trailer, yeah, you just basically get to see the team back in action. Um, there's one small funny scene where you have uh, Drax the Destroyer and uh, Star-Lord talking. And uh, he gives him a big old hug, you know, again, just showing you that these films 
are a little more tongue-in-cheek than some of the other Marvel movies, but honestly, I think that's what makes them good. They don't take themselves too seriously. No, I, I really enjoy the Guardians films. I think they uh, do strike a good balance, and for some reason, they could pull off all these characters and make you like all of them. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is Tough the biggest... accomplishment. That is one of the hardest things to do, mm-hmm. and we'll see if they're able to do it with this next one. I'm, I'm excited to see this movie, though. Oh, I can't wait, and I, I, I got a feeling it was it's going to be out. good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I didn't even know that it was actually coming out uh, next year, so that's that's huge. May 5th. Uh, it also it ends with a nice shot of Rocket Raccoon and Mini Groot. Baby Groot. Yeah, they had to show them off, of course. Of course. Um, so they're going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see how this is all going to eventually tie into Infinity War as well. You know we're going to get some sort of you know, uh, heavy, connection in there. Heavy petting to prep us for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Heavy petting all the way. <laughs> I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this damn music video, Corey, <laughs> that you want me to watch. So okay, bad. yeah. Um, so okay. the, there's a music video which was just released a couple of days ago um, by Porter Robinson. Is this in Japanese? Uh, the anime portions are, but they're only bookending. Uh, the rest is a music video. Uh, this is from Porter Robinson. It's a collaboration with Maddion, and the name of the song is Shelter. Well, it's and, got 1.7 million almost. Yeah, and it just literally came out, and I got a lot of requests to look at it, and when I first saw it, I was like, eh, this doesn't really seem like something that I would really enjoy. Um, but it's a really great short story that somehow managed to tug at my heartstrings a I mean, lot. I just read some of the comments. They didn't give it away, but they're like, oh, it's so emotional. Yeah. I'm um, a little bitch. You know? <laughs> The uh, the actual context of the story of the music video is that it's about this girl whose name is Rin, and she's able to create these worlds with this tablet that she has, and she's stuck in this virtual world, but you don't know the reasons behind it, and it's fully revealed at the very end of the short film why she's in this world and why she has control over it, and it's done so strictly with imagery, and it's great. It's amazing that they were able to tell this story in such a short amount of time, and uh, the music itself is also really good. It's kind of like, a, I guess, synth pop in a way. It, it kind of has that feeling to it. A little bit of Eurodance uh, is included in there as well. This is definitely going to be really popular in terms of the music, I think, just as much as the actual uh, video itself. But the animation was done by A1 Pictures with collaboration with uh, Crunchyroll, who's going to be distributing it. And uh, they put it out on YouTube. They put it out on Crunchyroll's website. And uh, I, I watched it once, and I was like, okay, that was pretty good. Um but I, I skipped, like, the ending portion. I didn't realize there was a little bit more. I watched it again, and I was completely entranced. And then I ended up watching it, like, five more times. I was like, wow, this was so beautifully done. Just little things about it. Just, it's so simple. But uh, that's what I think I really love about it. Yeah, it has a very powerful look to it, too. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks good. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it, it really is worth watching from beginning to end, absorbing the music, and just seeing how the story plays out. Because, like I said, at first it just seems kind of like a fun, happy-go-lucky Kind of just, oh, this is this cute girl who's hanging out in an anime world and she's creating it with her tablet. But there's this darker element to it that starts to like show itself halfway. Uh, they start to kind of get to that right here when she's uh, at the swing set and she's about to touch it and you'll get like a first glimpse. Um, and then towards the end, it starts to play out and it's just, oh, I don't a, know. It's, it's just, that dude it's, from Death Note, the smart guy. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like the guy from Death Note. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the character design in it is really good. The environmental designs and just the imagery is just powerful. I really, really love it. And I'm usually not into this type of stuff. Uh, when it comes to anime, you know, it's, it's usually just action and hardcore shit and stuff. But yeah, this was great. And it's not even necessarily like an anime thing. It's just that this guy... Porter Robinson like commissioned A1 Pictures to create this animation for him 
for his music video and damned if it doesn't work i wonder and, uh how much of this he had in his head versus how much they had creative freedom to make you know now, apparently he uh, wrote the story for what actually happened so i imagine uh he had yeah. a little bit of hand in like what it would look like ultimately um but uh i don't even know if i want to give away like you want me to kind of like give away like what happens towards the end no i'm just gonna skip there all right oh well all right, so basically what's really going on in the story, and sorry, Spoiler guys, alert. I, just, I have to talk about it. Uh, this girl that's actually living in this, like, world, uh, when she was a child, uh, the planet was doomed. Earth was about to be destroyed by another planet that's about to, like, collide into it. And her father uh, decides that in order to save his daughter, he's going to, like, put her in this, like, spacecraft that he's created and hooked her up to this, like, virtual world so that he, she can avoid all of this stuff and then she'll eventually live in, like, basically the Matrix for the rest of her life until she dies. It's it's happy and it's sad all at the same time. Saying it out loud okay, doesn't so the make point it that, is, yeah. the point is that he uh, sends, but she did get off the planet. Yes, she's actually, like, right now, the scene that you're looking at, like, that's her in the virtual world. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the end, it'll actually show her in a, in space. Like, in the space pod. But she's not going to live long enough to get to a planet or anything. Probably. In fact, she's probably strictly just going to live in that thing until she dies. That's what I'm saying. But they imply that she's been there for a long period of time because she looks older when you actually see her in the pod. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's probably being sustained by whatever this thing that was created. But the imagery towards the end of, like, the shots of the planet, like, being collided with stuff is just... It's powerful. It really, really... And it goes so well with the music. It almost looks like the best AMV that you've ever seen. Because everything <laughs> is so perfectly synced. And I'm not a big fan of AMVs, but this is clearly a music video first and foremost. And it just, it put a big smile on my face and it just, it made my day. And it made me realize why I like anime so much. Because of, it's a visual medium that can do a lot without saying anything. And that's exactly what this one does. There is a little bit of dialogue at the beginning and at the end. And uh, like I said, the song is pretty good, too. I, I can't get it out of my head. It, it's got this, like, hook that's just that kind of goes throughout the whole song. And it just, ugh, I don't know. Like, that image right there of the, the planet about to collide. And then they have another shot of them actually, like, looking at the destruction right there. Like, it's just, it's good stuff, man. No, it does look cool. Yeah. I'll give this a real strong look later. Yeah, what I love about it, too, is uh, since it's been so popular right now and it's been trending, it's uh, going to bring some more awareness to anime for people who, frankly, just don't like that medium very much. Yeah, I think it will open a lot of eyes. Like yeah. I said, 1.7 in uh, two days, pretty good. Yeah. And, I, and I've been, and it forced me to look up some more of this other guy's work, like Porter Robinson. He's got some pretty nice tracks. Some stuff that, like, a, a nice, a lot of, like, uh, headbanging type stuff. Like that when you're in the car and you're hanging out, like just I don't know, it just it's got that good feeling. So he's got some heavier stuff, is what you said. He's got some slightly heavier stuff, but also like most of the stuff he has is kind of like, you know, trance, euro pop, synth pop, like kind of that feel to it. Which you know, if you're going out on a Saturday night, it's the type of stuff that'll get you excited. Or if you're hanging out in your mom's basement playing video games, you'll love it. <laughs> or that too. It's it's sort of the ever encompassing uh, thing there. But yeah, I just I had to bring awareness to this because I just I really loved the video and uh it's not too often that something like that can actually like touch me and make me feel emotional where did it touch you point to where the video touched you it, it, it gave me the feels it gave me the feels man <laughs> it promised me that we could go out for wendy's damn <laughs> there was no candy
There was no, there's no brownies. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and end it there today. Uh, a, a slightly shorter show today, but uh, I, we just had so many subjects to talk about. I'm sure we'll be able to elaborate on this as it goes on. Um, the more they release Red Dead, of course, we're going to talk about it, Nintendo Switch and everything. And we'll definitely be there for when uh, Dragon Ball Super is going to inevitably going to release. Um, but before you guys go today, we want to hear your thoughts about some of the topics that we talked about today. Are you excited for the brand new Nintendo Switch? Did you like the brand new trailer that they dropped? And uh, what did you think of Red Dead Redemption 2? Are you excited to play that? Will you be tuning in for Dragon Ball Super? How about that Logan trailer? And make sure to tell us what you thought about Porter Robinson and Mattyon's brand new video, Shelter. You can tell us in the comment section below. Also, before we go today, I just want to take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. These guys are amazing. Make sure to give them thanks by going over to RogueIntel.com. And if you would like to help keep their network going, make sure to go to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. So there it is. Christian, you have anything else you want to say? Thank you, everyone, for listening. You are awesome. You're the reason we're here. Keep enjoying the show. And until next time, the Powerful Nerdcast is out.